If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. Fear is freedom. Subjugation is liberation. Contradiction is truth. Those are the facts of this world. And you will all surrender to them. You pigs in human clothing! Hello, I am Dean Ledwig, Wanderer of the Blue Ridge, looking for some mainstream media that makes sense and coming up empty. So I've invited my friend and counterpart, Scott Dunlop, reporting from an abandoned missile silo in Lukenbach, Texas, and still can't get a Starlink signal on the East Coast. Oops. Saturation, man. It sucks. But there were 50... Well, I think there was 108 satellites launched on the same day, one from the East Coast, one from the West Coast. Mm -hmm. And I think that was last week. So hopefully they'll be clearing some stuff up and looking for a way to mount it permanently on the mobile command center and not get in trouble. So with that, let's move on to the Wheel of Genders. Let's do it. So this week, I will be an AI-driven taco. An AI-driven taco. Yes, made out of bugs. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, I apparently am some banned uh, Huawei equipment. Yes. Well, that stuff should be banned anyway because Absolutely. the Chinese put chips in it that create back doors. Yeah. And uh, by the way, that is not a conspiracy theory. Look it up, folks. It's a well-known factor. We're going to talk about that a little bit later, too. Yeah. So we'll start off with tech or news. We did news last week. All right. We'll do tech first. Hello, IT. Have you tried turning it off and on again? So news of the week. What's the best thing about Twitter? That you're not on it. Exactly. Not being on Twitter is the best thing about Twitter. And obviously nobody's on Twitter because it's nothing but bots. But anyway, Elon Musk questions call to boycott Twitter by Soros back groups and Clinton agents. Clinton agents. Man. Clinton agents. Yeah, they're the ones that go out and do the suiciding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a new verb, suiciding. Don't don't say anything about the Clintons and no. go to a hot tub or uh, do uh, any bench presses by yourself. <laughs> don't do anything by yourself. You may suicide yourself by, you know, shooting yourself in the back of the head twice. Yeah, or drive a car that's 4G connected. Oh. Yeah, that might be a bad thing. Elon Musk wants to know who is behind the letter signed by more than two dozen liberal organizations urging advertisers to boycott Twitter if he completes his takeover. Cancel culture. Shut down free speech. Yes. So you can't control the masses unless you control them by Twitter. If Elon Musk takes control of Twitter, left-wing NGOs, including billionaire financier George Soros and former Clinton operatives, as well as European Union and Canadian government, 
will call for a boycott. Elon Musk asks, who funds these organizations that want to control your access to information? Yes. Go Elon. See, exactly. And that's what it is. I knew I, I knew I really liked this guy. I've always considered him as the um, Einstein of our generation. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm more, I lean more towards the Edison of our generation. Well, he's a visionary. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, he doesn't, he doesn't create some of these technologies, although he did create PayPal, his first mm-hmm. endeavor. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, uh, he added sunlight is the best disinfectant. Absolutely. The letter signed by 26 organization reads Elon Musk's acquisition of Twitter will further poison our information ecosystem. I think it'll cleanse it actually (laughs) and pose a direct threat to public safety and particularly for those who are already most vulnerable and marginalized. Now I'm going to back up here for a second and say that one of the things Elon's talking about is any government organization, mm-hmm. any non-government organization, mm-hmm. non-GO, NGOs, NGO. mm-hmm. they're what what they're really talking about is they want to put a uh price yeah. on Twitter. Right. So if you're a government or an NGO or, or a corporation. Actually, yeah, corporations as well, yes. You're gonna pay to post. Yeah. Which Good on you. No yeah, free exactly. adverti- No free advertising. No. So if you're going to start pimping this stuff, yeah, you're going to have to pay. And I'm all <clears throat> 100% about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the propaganda that gets put out through Twitter and the number of bots, what was it? 30% are bots. Well, uh, Twitter is saying less than 5%. And Elon saying, yeah, no, that's not even close. Not even close. Now, I've always guesstimated somewhere between 20 and 30%. Yeah. It could be higher. Um, Elon even said, he said, it's like, you know, we need these numbers to be accurate. You know, it's a material, uh, uh, I forget the MAC, um, but it's materially uh, important to know this stuff. And it's one of those things that can allow him to back out of the deal altogether. Yeah. So, cause I mean, and he, he brought up a good analogy. He said, what if, you know, you, you buy a house and they said there's 5% termites in the house and you know, uh, which that's, you can deal with that and that's fine, but right. you move into the house and it's actually, you know, 50% termites <laughs> and in two weeks your house is gone. Yeah. Well, he he said, and I read this not too long ago, he said that 30% of his followers were bots. Okay. And because he came out with that, he broke his non-disclosure agreement. Right. Which puts him up for that $1 billion forfeiture, forfeiture, mm-hmm. is that a word? Uh, price if he breaks the deal. He said that he wanted accurate numbers. So- what does that mean? That means that that 5% that Twitter was saying is a lie. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. the real number is much higher than that. Yes. That they've been reporting to investors a false number. Well, I've, I've, you know, I've heard numbers 
uh, upwards of 50% are, are non-human accounts. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, and we've all known that a lot of Twitter is not accounts that are actually being used by actual humans. Well, I'd, say, it, I'd say most of Twitter is. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> bullshit. Oh, Twitter. Yeah, it is. Um, but also what this is going to do is drive the stock price down. Yeah. So he's going to be able to get it at a discount. Um, but well, I don't now, think he cares. I don't well, think he cares about that. I don't. I mean, that's an advantage for right, sure. Exactly. But I don't think that was the purpose. I think no. his purpose was exactly what he's talking about is shine the light on basically the farce that oh, yeah. is Twitter. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, in the whole, you know, the only defense against bad speech is more speech. It's not shutting down speech. Exactly. It's not cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, more speech, correct speech, you know, give people other points of view. That's the the defense against bad speech. So, but um, now uh, Adam on No Agenda has a unique theory. And he's been talking about this for a few weeks that or ever since this Twitter deal, you know, came up is that Elon's purpose is actually uh, he's a government shill trying to actually kill Twitter. Hmm. See, so if Elon does this and continues on the, the route that he's going. Yeah. And the, the spam bots and whatever, you know, whatever you want to call them, you know, that number rises to a certain level that he says, okay, I'm backing out of the deal. Well, now Twitter's stock prices drop through the floor. Mm -hmm. Advertisers aren't going to want to advertise there because they're not getting their advertisements to real people. Yeah. They're advertising. So they're going to, then they're going to, you know, just lose and lose and lose and lose. And Twitter's just going to go away Mm -hmm. because Twitter, the government has less control over Twitter than it does Facebook. Yeah. Facebook's actually, and we've talked about this before, Facebook is involved in writing the uh, regulations and stuff for social media companies. Well, that that's never happened before with corporations writing regulations that put their competition out of business. That's never happened. Bullshit level, DEFCON 5. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how in this world. I mean, that sounds like a conspiracy really? theory. Well, yeah, I mean, no, no, that can't be happening because lobbyists don't do anything except, you know, take congressmen out to dinner once in a while. Yeah. They don't uh, actually write legislation. What? So the oldest one I can think about is the the Sugar Alliance. Hmm. Mm. There's one. and Don't uh, eat red meat. Yep. Don't eat red meat. It'll kill you. And it's sugar that's going to kill you. It's not yep. red meat. But I digress. I mean, this has been happening <laughs> forever. Yeah, yeah. Forever. Absolutely. So it doesn't surprise me that this is happening. But but the thing, I don't believe that theory. Okay. I think I think Elon uh just works. I want to say at a simpler level, mm-hmm. but he is not affected by politics. I don't think so either. I think um, now, like I said, Adam says that he thinks that Elon works for the government. I think Elon just knows how to use the government and find, you know, the shortest path to his destination uh, better than most. 
Elon knows how to make things work profitably. Exactly. He does because he doesn't really care about politics. Mm -hmm. He doesn't care about uh, moves that he has to make, butts he has to kiss. Right. Doesn't care. He's like, I'm going to go make some rockets and uh, (laughs) I'm going to drill holes under the city Uh and I'm going to make cars that run on batteries. Yes. And he did it. And that's it. I mean, that's, that's all it is. He's like, he's like, I'm going to go do this and it's going to be great. (laughs) So (laughs) he was actually told in the whole uh, Twitter bot fiasco that's going on. He was told that, that the algorithms they use to find the bots is too complicated for them to explain to him. Where's my crickets at? Cause that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't make any yeah. sense to me. That guy works on an entirely different level. Yes. Now, now here's where he's pissing everybody off. So the government can't get their propaganda out unless they pay for it. Mm-hmm. I'm on board. Mm-hmm. Companies can't shill their products unless they pay for it. Yes. Which they should. Yes. And these bots that they, they've got running wild to change public opinion. And I will tell you for the masses, not, mm-hmm. not for everybody, not for you, me, and a lot, a lot of the people listening to this show and a lot of people out there in the uh, non-social media areas, uh, you can't control us through mass media, but no. we're the minority. Right. You can control people out of the mass media. People still think the steel dossier is a real thing. They well, still think Russian collusion is a real thing. There's that 30% that will always believe what they're told. Yeah. And and they're controlled by these bots. Why? And and another thing. Well, here's here's the main thing. Mm-hmm. This is what the biggest push is reporters don't report anymore. They they copy what they say off of Twitter. Yeah. And they tagline it with sources close to the matter. Or, you know, how many times somebody said on Twitter. Yeah. How many times have you read a a news report or heard a news report, watched it on TV, whatever. And -and so-and-so tweeted this. Mm -hmm. So-and-so tweeted that. In a tweet, so-and-so said this. That's half of all the stories now. Well, and the big thing is, is the verification process. If, if Elon can throw out everybody who's not verified mm-hmm. by license, so y- you won't be chicken shit to say a bunch of crap right. that isn't true anonymously. Mm-hmm. If you want anonymous, <laughs> go over to 4chan. Well, I mean, that's kind of the, the, one of the theories of, you know, Elon taking over Twitter and espousing the whole free speech principle is making it so you can't be anonymous. So you have to be a verified person to have an account. And then, you know, you have to own what you say. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be a chicken shit. Free speech is, but you can be held accountable for yeah, that speech. Exactly. And that that's, you know, that's the problem with, Twitter now is you can say anything you want and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. You can't be held accountable for mm-hmm. it. So you can say some really stupid stuff and can't be held accountable for it. Mm-hmm. That's about as chicken shit as you can get. It's, it's a troll universe. So if you, if you want to say what you want to say, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But let people know who you are. Exactly. 
So you're free to say what you want, but you're not free from the consequences of what you say. Yeah. If you're at a dinner party and people know you, you, you're not going to say some stupid shit. Right. It's the same thing on, on social media. You should, you can say stupid shit if you want, Mm -hmm. but you're going to pay a consequence for saying some stupid shit. Right. Yeah. Uh, And that goes for, you know, unpopular speech. You know, I fully support unpopular speech. Yes. That's what this podcast is about is unpopular speech. Because we are unpopular. But you need (laughs) to be there. There needs to be a name associated with that and something uh, verifiable Mm -hmm. about it. So, so if you, if you say it good on you, you know, you're, you're the, uh, you're the Twitter champ, Mm -hmm. but but, yeah, (laughs) that and three bucks will get you Starbucks. Um, King turd on shit Island, King turd on shit Island. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, to have accountability in tech. So one of the things that, that I've enjoyed and you've enjoyed since Mm -hmm. the internet's been here is anonymity. Yes is going wherever you want to go, doing whatever you want to do. Um, I've never used it until this podcast as a platform to get a message out. And this message is just opinion. Yeah. Um, some uh, We read the facts and then we give our opinion on it. So this is a comedy slash opinion podcast. Yeah. You know, we do like to have fun with it. I mean, anyway, it's, fa- it's factual but, information that we give you. And we do have a wide basis of knowledge on the stuff we talk about mm-hmm. but uh, it is you know at its at its root, root level it is opinion yeah so so we're not giving you the news folks <laughs> no <laughs> just know but that. then again neither is is brian Seltzer. well he's, he's not giving news at all anymore mm-hmm. is he is he off i don't know ah, he's off his rocker yeah well well right are are we are we done with the Twitter portion of sure. this? Because I got something that butts right up against. Okay, it. go for it. Uh, this is on uh, May 18th out of Reuters, an S P Dow Jones indices executive told Reuters on Wednesday that it removed electric car maker Tesla from widely followed S <laughs> and P 500 ESG index. Yes. Because of issues including claims of racial discrimination and crashes linked to his autopilot vehicles. And Tesla CEO Elon Musk responded with harsh tweets, including that of ESG is a scam, which is what we've been saying. It's as big of a scam as carbon credits. Yes. It's a scam. Social credit score. Tesla has become the most valuable auto industry company in pioneering EVs and expanding into battery storage and electric grids for solar power systems. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let's talk about ESG. Let's do it. Environmental social governance. Yes. The company that I work for is getting into this and I will tell you one of the effects of ESG And if anybody out there is looking for an upper level position, let me tell you what it is. No old white guys. Yeah. That's what ESG is. Mm -hmm. No old white guys. Yeah, pretty much. More inclusivity, uh, more carbon stuff. And, you know, everybody celebrates uh, every minority type of holiday, which 
there's nothing wrong with that, but a, a index that rates you on that and basically forces you to do so is a well, little bit the, different. It's the uh, intersectionality Olympics. Yeah. So <clears throat> anyway, good on Elon for saying mm-hmm. it's a scam yes. because it is. Absolutely it is. It's a big old scam. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're talking about, you know, environment. Let's look at the environmental portion mm-hmm. of it. So you've got these electric cars and, and let's just go by the byline. Mm-hmm. Not what we actually think about it, because I don't think right. electric cars are good for the environment, period. No, not at all. And we'll talk about and we'll talk about electric cars. But anyway, <laughs> so the thing that is, quote unquote, by the government standards, supposed to be the best thing for the environment. Right. The biggest company that's doing something for in the environment. And you're going to kick them off because mm-hmm. I'll tell you why. Tesla's not playing ball. This is all about You're money. Right. It's always all about money. Carbon yes. credits was about money. Yes. ESG is about money. Yes. And the only people who get that money are the people at the top mm-hmm. who run the scam. It's mm-hmm. a pyramid scheme. Now, let's go on the downside. And I'll put out there, I'm a fanboy mm-hmm. of Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. But electric cars are only good for 10 years. Yeah. That's about how long the batteries last. So you've got a car that you buy for Mm $60,000. 85% of that car is the cost of the car is the batteries. Yes. Yes. And they go out after 10 years. Mm -hmm. And at at most, all you got to do is Google the guy blowing up his Tesla over (laughs) battery costs. Yes. And you'll see what what we're talking about. So what does this do environmentally? Well, you have these poisonous lithium ion batteries that are bad for the environment getting. Where do they go? Into the landfill. Yeah. Because they don't have any place to dispose of stuff. No. Just like. Yeah. There's no way to recycle these. Yeah. So in the. And I don't know if you've seen the big ass hole <laughs> that that they dig to mine lithium. Yeah. Go Google that one. Yeah. Google the difference between lithium mining and fracking. Yeah. And you you'll see the difference. Oh yeah. Uh pretty quickly. So when we're when now I'm I'm just giving a fair snapshot of mm-hmm. what what the electric vehicle market looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only people who this benefits, not the planet. Mm-hmm. The only people this benefits are the people holding stock in these companies. Yes, this is it. And so what the government has done is they've figured out a way that they can get the most bang for their buck. And that is if you put regulations out there that are going to punish companies for not following the rules, they can control these companies. Elon checked out. He yep. said, not playing your game. Yeah. Well, um, you know, they're they're going after him for a couple of things. One, Tesla is not unionized. 
And, you know, we have a... Well, how are you going to unionize robots? <laughs> <laughs> we have a president that keeps pushing unions. Um, and if you unionize Tesla, then those cars that are $70,000 would be $120,000 mm-hmm. quickly. Quickly. And they wouldn't get produced as fast. No, absolutely not. Uh, and this is, this is, that's a provable thing. I mean, I think unions had their time. There was a need for them at one time. Um, I think unions are fine now if they're local. You know, these big union corporations uh, are destroying a lot of American manufacturing. What, like Amazon? Oh, oh they're them too. Huh? <laughs> but you see, uh, okay, so back to Elon, that's why they're going after him with Teslas because he won't unionize. They're also going after Elon because of Twitter, mm-hmm. as we were just talking about in in. People think that uh, he's going to let Twitter be essentially the wild, wild west of online, you know, chat Mm -hmm. so that free speech will truly reign, which scares the government. So to use the Silicon Valley terminology, he's disrupting everything. Exactly. And and that scares the government and they want to shut it down. So now, you know, it's this stuff on Tesla and it's the ESG stuff and it's the, you know, all these sexual harassment claims are coming out and you know it's just like any other big name celebrity that they want to take down it's the exact same playbook mm-hmm. um and let, let me tell you sexual harassment that is that is the man is wrong every single time yes because absolutely. i've gone through the corporate training on sexual harassment mm-hmm. it's whatever you deem it to be yes it's so nebulous it is so, you know, if, if you, if you walk by a coworker and you put your hand on their shoulder and say, how you doing? Sexual harassment, yep. Yep. if they deem that to be. Yes. So they've opened the door on that. So that sexual harassment thing, that could be anything. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what Elon needs to do is just have robots build all the damn cars. And I think <laughs> he's, he's probably going to do that. Well, he's, he's gotten to that because I've watched the, the, the tour of the Gigafactory uh-huh. in, in Texas. And I'm telling you, there's not many people there. Yeah. Well, this, there doesn't need to be. If the problem is the people, right. you're going to remove the people. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what's going to happen. He is a very solutions oriented guy and that's what he's going to do. He's going to get rid of the problem. Well, he did it in California and that mentality. Mm -hmm. And he said, he said, you're not going to let us build cars. Okay, fine. We're moving. We're closing down our factory. We're done. We're not playing ball with you. Yeah. And I admire the guy for taking such a, uh, he, he cowboyed up and he said, he said, Screw your mandates. Screw your telling me I got to close down. I'm mm-hmm. moving. I'm moving somewhere else. And your tax base just left. Right. See ya. That's about the time California was trying to put in an exit tax. Mm-hmm. Any corporation leaving California had to pay a, yeah. a huge tax. Yeah. For leaving. Yeah. What? They were doing, they were trying this with houses at one time too. Yeah. 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 Giving, giving you a, a, a leaving tax. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to tax you if you leave. So, uh, you'll stay and play or else we'll charge you money. Exactly. And more and, and more like the Soviet union and the American spirit. And I'm not talking about the whiny liberal, uh, yeah, they have spirit, no spirit, but the, the American spirit is, uh, uh, okay, well I'll choose the worst choice because that's what, that's what you don't want me to do. So that's what right. I am going to yes. do. And I would say 
I'm that guy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty much a rebel myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, oh, okay. You're going to punish me if I do this. All right. Watch this bitch. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway. Catch me if you can. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're saying that under Musk's leadership, Twitter is becoming a cesspool of disinformation. First off, learn English. Stop using the word disinformation. Disinformation means no information at all. Misinformation. Misinformation would be correct. Why did we change? Why did it change from misinformation to disinformation? It's cognitive dissidence. And I'll I'll tell you, if you say something that is not true, you cannot be held accountable for it because you can always go back and say, the definition was wrong, so it's irrelevant. I yep. didn't say anything wrong because the word I said was wrong. Right. So that's why. I don't have uh, the new speak dictionary number 11 yet. I don't either. So I don't either. I don't, um, I don't know what some of these definitions mean uh, by it's, the woke it's back, community. It's back ordered on Amazon right now. Yeah. <laughs> because they're trying to unionize. Yeah, because uh, it's changing. And the liberal Bezos is trying to get them not to liberalize. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, anyway, I've dominated this conversation. I do have two other things that link up with what I just said, but I'm going to give you a turn. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, Canada. Let's go. Let's go up to Canada. Canada, Canada. Yeah, up in Canada, they banned <laughs> Huawei equipment from 5G networks, and they must all that equipment must be removed by September of 2024. Why? They're a communist country, and they like to they like to. Um, uh, keep tabs on everybody. Why they do, they but they don't, they don't want other people keeping tabs on their people. Oh, they want to keep it all for themselves. Yeah, see, well, that's just that greedy. Works. I think so. As a matter of fact, that's racist, and uh, I would say anti-Asian. It's sexist. It's anti-Asian. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so Canada's banned the use of any Huawei and um, Chinese tech giant ZTE's equipment in its 5G networks. Citing that uh, national security concerns for the move um, state that suppliers can be forced to comply with extrajudicial directions from foreign governments in ways that can, could conflict with Canadian laws or would be detrimental to Canadian interests. Uh, yeah. Hold on. Didn't somebody else do this? Who was it? You know, uh, who was uh, racist against the Asians because he did this? Oh, oh wait, Trump. Wait, wait. The guy that uh, Noam Chomsky was was praising? Yeah. Trump. Trump. Trump was trying to extradite Huawei's Mm -hmm. CEO or chief technology officer. And uh, what did Canada do? do? Hosted him in a a mansion. Yeah. And then they could go around Montreal all they wanted. Yeah, absolutely. Was under country arrest. Mm -hmm. We were trying to uh, extradite him to the U.S., for espionage mm-hmm. and uh, the liberals called him um whatever the asian racist thing yeah. is i don't know uh, uh asiast anti, anti-asian <laughs> uh racist uh i mean they just throw out the word racist yeah. it just works yeah okay so let's get to the facts so these chinese companies were mm-hmm. putting chips and back doors into yes. their routers and switches mm-hmm. to redirect traffic to do man in the middle attacks this is all fact this yes. is not conspiracy theory absolutely this is all fact mm-hmm. to spy on 
the U.S. and Trump said no and banned yeah. their phones yep. so that they couldn't get that on there and tried to do TikTok also because they're gleaning information on our children. Mm-hmm. Um, and now Canada is seeing some of this and they're doing it now too, which makes them ageist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think so it, I makes, coin, I it think makes Canada the, the latest member of the uh, Five Eyes Intelligence Alliance mm-hmm. to have placed restrictions on the use of Huawei and ZTE equipment in their communication networks. Right. U.S. telecoms have, are currently spending billions removing and replacing the equipment in their networks. The U.K. banned it in uh, all of Huawei's equipment in 2020, ordered its removal by 2027. Australia and New Zealand have also restricted their use in, in equipment uh, on national security grounds. I mean, this is, uh, you know, it, it, at the core of this is China's national national intelligence law, uh, which makes Chinese organizations and citizens cooperate with the state intelligence network. Fear is that this could be used to force Chinese tech companies like Huawei and ZTE to hand over sensitive information from foreign networks to the Chinese government. Much like TikTok. (laughs) And let me tell you, they're not handing it over. It is a direct line. It's not even handing it over. No, it's not even, they don't even go in and ask for it. They have, you know, direct links into the networks of these companies. They just get the information. So since I I am a world-renowned disaster artist. Of course. Let's go down the rabbit hole. So you put this equipment in. And it's running all your cell phones, mm-hmm. your internet backbone, mm-hmm. uh, all your communications. You sell it to private companies. Mm-hmm. So if I want to go into a country and I want to attack a country, what's the first thing I do? Take out their communications. Mm-hmm. First rule yeah. of war. Yeah. Everything's in disarray if you take out the communications. Yep. Yep. So um, China, which is not exactly friendly to us. No, they don't like us. Although uh, Brandon would say that they are, but they are not (laughs) friendly to us. We'll talk about that in the news portion. They are not friendly to us whatsoever. And their thousand year plan was to become the biggest world power. Mm -hmm. How do they do that? Well, they invade other countries, Mm -hmm. uh, take over territories. That's Mm -hmm. generally what you do Mm -hmm. in world domination. So, we've got these cell phones and... You mean like Hong Kong and Taiwan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got these cell phones. We've got these routers. We've got these switches. We've got these... ZTE was big on the hotspots. Mm-hmm. Remember yes. that? Yes, for telecom. they were. 5G radios. ZTE was one of the biggest cell phone producers for a long time. Yeah. And, and cell phone radios. Yeah. Those big towers that you see out there that are every 30 miles or, or closer, Mm -hmm. they, they give you, uh, you know, TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) They give you straight up Chinese Intel and, and Twitter and everything like that. Uh, you know, if they're going to attack us, they turn that off or they spread propaganda. Or if you're supposed to get a, civil defense alert the nukes are coming mm-hmm. and they say everything's fine we're going to block that or they say that that uh you know 
the Democrats are taking over the country or the Republicans are taking over the country mm-hmm. in a coup or a civil war or something like that. They have complete control over yeah. that. So it's hacking at the highest level. Disinformation and propaganda at the highest level. Yes. So that's why we block these people. Mm-hmm. That's why we block them. Not because of their national origin, but because of their government policies. Pull your head out of your ass, people. Yeah. I mean, this is not, I'm not being a conspiracy therapist here. No, it's uh, <laughs> like that. Um, this, this is a well-known fact, well-documented fact. We all know that China takes our intellectual property, um, you know, and, and uses it against us, essentially. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll knock off whatever we do and then resell it back to us at a cheaper price. That's right. Because they use slave labor. Now, the, we- the Uyghurs. Now, a lot Political of prisoners. Yeah, a lot of the, the left say, but China lifted all those people out of poverty. Not really. Mm-mm. It goes it goes kind of to the great reset and the whole you will own nothing and be happy about it. Well, you know, how happy would you be if you were told where you must work, what hours you must work, what job you'll have, what small apartment you're going to live in. How much rice your family is going to have for the week? Five potatoes a week. Yes. I mean, they they ration your food to what they think your family needs. This is this is the way they live. It is truly is slave labor. They and then the, they get a small uh pittance of money on uh you know on payday that they can do a few things, of course. They can go see a movie. Uh, which is usually Chinese propaganda. Mm-hmm. The biggest movie in the Di- world. Disney. <laughs> Chinese the big, propaganda. Yeah, the biggest movie in the world, um, Wolf Warrior, I think it's called, is about uh, China and their military going up against the evil American military and defeating us. Mm-hmm. You know, taking out our Navy SEALs. Wolf, It's Wolf Warrior and Wolf Warrior 2 are the two biggest movies in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly because China has so many people, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is what they do, and so I mean, it is slave labor. I mean, it's not even indentured servitude; it's straight up slave labor. But yet, the left want to idolize this. Well, and I don't think it's so much that. I just think it's you know, kind of what aboutism. It's let's go against these people, and that's it. Well, and then there's, you know, the whole no girly guns. You know, they can they cannot show any effeminate men on TV anymore in movies, TV shows, newscasts. They've all got to be masculine. You know, they've, they've turned everything that's happening here on its head over there. Yeah. Well, they're they're letting us do to us what they don't want to do to themselves. Yeah. And they're, they're doing it through propaganda. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're telling Disney they can show this. They can't show mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, they're, I mean, Disney, ABC, same company. Yeah. Uh, and those are large media production companies. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. there. You've got the Star Wars Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. there. 
And when you sit there and look at it and look at how much of a market share that they have now, I believe things are getting better because people are stopping buying this BS. Now I'll tell you, um, the, I won't even say the Republicans, let's just say the, the common sense conservatives. Okay. They got real comfortable for a long time, even through Mm -hmm. Obama, they got real comfortable Yeah, yeah. because times were good. Nobody was paying attention. Nobody cared about politics. Nobody cared what was going on. Right. As long as I'm good, gas is cheap. I can buy cheap stuff from China. It's all good. I get my 83 inch TV Mm -hmm. and next year I'll get the 83 inch OLED TV. (laughs) And the next year I'll get the curved OLED. And then the next year after that, I'll get the virtual reality curved OLED Uh 83 inch. Uh, As long as the products keep coming, keep us distracted. Right. And that's, you know, that's kind of been my soapbox lately is keeping people distracted. And what do I mean by that? Going down the rabbit hole again. Uh, What do I mean by that? Well, okay. So we've got this COVID thing, which was a real disease. Nobody's saying it's a real disease, but the government response was a scam. Yes. So they keep us distracted for two years. Mm -hmm. See how much they can control us. Mm -hmm. Put us in a box. Uh, You guys, you guys need to stay where you are which is the worst thing for you Yes, is to stay indoors where the germs recirculate. The virus recirculates. Yeah. The the best defense against COVID was sunlight. Sunlight. Yes. But don't go outside. Not the vaccine. Don't go to the park. Sunlight. Yeah. Yeah. And a virus Mm -hmm. that's spread through respiratory, not on surfaces, Mm -hmm. not on porous surfaces, Mm -hmm. spread respiratory. But... If you're in the sunlight and you breathe out, it dies instantly because of UV light. Yes. Huh. So don't go outside. And when you're outside, wear a mask. Yeah. Wear a mask outside. That's not going to do anything anyway. To this day, going down the street. Mm -hmm. This weekend. Mm -hmm. This weekend. I saw a woman walking by herself (laughs) with a mask on. Yeah. 91 degrees outside, uh-huh. sunny. Yeah. What? What are you doing? Trust yeah. the science, folks. Trust the real science. A couple of weeks ago, I saw somebody with a mask on riding a bicycle. Hey, man, I see people riding in their car with a mask on by themselves. I'm not yes. talking under chin. I'm talking oh, yeah. about yeah. over the nose, yep. the whole bit. Virtue signaling like a mother. Yeah. It, it's It's crazy. I don't know where I was going with this. <laughs> I don't either, but oh, it's yeah. fun. Distraction. <laughs> so <laughs> you got distracted by your own distraction. Squirrel. Anyway, um, <laughs> look, so so we had that. Well, then then the libtards, mm-hmm. and I say the libtards yeah. that were boosted, double boosted, double vaxxed, started getting sick. Sometimes double masked. When when Uncle Brandon was telling you, you get the shot. You're not going to have to worry. You can be free again. Yes. You don't have to wear a mask. You don't have to worry about catching it. You don't have to spread. You don't have to worry about spreading it. You won't kill grandma. Guess what? You still kill grandma. Yes. Even double vaxxed and double boosted. You can kill grandma. Yes. You, you murderous piece of crap. You can (laughs) kill grandma. You are just as likely to catch it vaccinated as you are not vaccinated. And spread it. And spread it. Yes. So 
that's the scam. That's the distraction. But when the libtard started figuring out, oh, this doesn't work, Ukraine. Yep. Yep. Right about the time that people were having what's what's known as vaccine regret. Uh-huh. Uh, or vaccine shame. That's what it was being called. Yeah. You know, they were pushing vaccines on everybody else. Get mm. get the vaccine. Get the double shot. Get the boost. Get the second boost. That's your kids then, under five. Yeah. And then they would get sick mm-hmm. and go, well, what the hell? What did we do all this for? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then they felt shame because they were pushing it on everybody else and shaming people uh-huh. for not getting vaccinated. Yep. Yeah. Um, and right about that time. Ukraine. Ukraine. Something we have absolutely nothing to do with. Except helping to push Russia into it. Yeah. We did do that. Mm -hmm. Um, So we we got Ukraine. Well, that's over, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Technically, it's not. But for the news cycle, it's done. Yeah. Yeah. There's not there's not anything good to report on it right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, no more. No more shoes out in the field. A kid supposedly got blown away. That's the story. What they did was they placed a shoe out there and they Mm -hmm. took pictures of the shoe saying a kid had their was blown away. And all that was left was a shoe. Well, Ukraine won the Eurovision Song Contest. Yes. That's cool. Didn't see that. Fixed. Anyway. Uh, they've actually come out and talked about it being fixed. Uh huh. Can't yeah, imagine. Yeah. Can't imagine. The, the the Eurovision the judges changed votes of countries because they thought that the votes were irregularly or it were irregular. Mm-hmm. So why are we like, why are we why are we basically yes. buying Ukraine? We're buying Ukraine because we're saying we're giving you what was the last forty three billion. Well, it was two right, one back. One back to back, it ended up being $54 billion. $54 billion. So we're buying the country. We're telling them they have to pay it back. How do they pay it back? They don't have anything anymore. Right. How are they going to pay it back? They're going to owe us favors. Mm-hmm. Now, why are we even involved in Ukraine? Well, uh, Biden, Pelosi, and Romney. That's why the, we're involved in this. And the, it gives them the Putin price hike. Because they, well, I'll get to that. Because they've got kids over there that are on boards and uh, let's see, biotech. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a little biotech over there. Just Maybe. a little. Because we can't make bioweapons in the U.S. So no. what do we do? We outsource it to others. We start the research here and then export it. That's right. So we have bioweapons over there. Wuhan, anyone? Um. And last but not least, we have to cover up for the really bad decisions this administration has made Mm -hmm. that have gotten us close to 10, if not 14% inflation and gas prices through the roof because Brandon shut down pipelines that were about to come online that we spent billions on. Yes. He did several things, but that's that's one of the big ones. Yeah, that that took us away from energy independence. Mm-hmm. Which he only did it because Trump did it. Right. Absolutely. And his trucking buddies. Yes. Because if you don't have a pipeline, you got to truck it. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway. And, his, and his oil buddies. Because, see, they make more profit buying it from elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So Ukraine's done. That that war's over as mm-hmm. far as we're concerned. That's yeah. that's yeah. over. Yeah. Yep. Yep. What next? Um 
Oh, abortion? Uh, Roe v. Wade? Roe v. Wade? Uh, oh, here's this note that's been out there for a while. Yeah. And when uh, they were having this down in Mississippi, mm-hmm. uh, that opinion was on display. Yeah. So, and that was like, oh, I don't know, December? Yeah, something like that. December, January. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, so we're putting this opinion out of there and people are having riots in LA about taking away abortion rights, which is, has nothing to do with it. No. And nobody's taking away abortion rights. If Roe v. Wade gets overturned, that does not make abortion illegal. Nope. Just turns it over to the states. Right. Where the laws should be, you know, administered anyway. Yeah. So... <laughs> So we say all that to say this. Yes. Coming back around. It's all a distraction. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing that's been occupying my conscience this entire time. Mm-hmm. The difference between it's always been this way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's always been this yes. way. But the part that has changed is we have the internet. Exactly. And so I'm going to go down another rabbit hole. So oh, excuse why not? me. Hey, but let's let's do it. Most people think here's a lesson in the internet. We've talked about this before. <laughs> yeah. Twitter, Google, Facebook, Instagram, where you look at butts. Yeah. That is not the internet. No. That is just the It's a very small, small percentage of what's on the internet. It's the surface of the water in a deep sea. Yes. So there's plenty of other places you can go to find out all kinds of information that can't be controlled. Mm -hmm. And so you and I know where that is because we started off on the internet through terminals. Yes. I know I did, you know, log Mm -hmm. on to BBS, go Mm -hmm. through a terminal, go on, go on the internet before HTML. Yes. Before web pages. This was in the eighties. Before the world wide web. Yes. I didn't, I didn't go back as far as you did. I, I never got on ARPANET, but, <laughs> um, but it was the internet by the time I did it. But yeah. the, the, the World Wide Web was not a thing at the time. Right. So uh, it was just getting started in CERN. Anyway, the internet is a very vast place. And if you're knowledgeable, you can find the truth. Mm-hmm. You can find a lot of other things too, but well, yeah. you can, de- if you're looking for the truth, you can you listen can to our it. podcast. Yes. Well, we'll <laughs> tell you where it is anyway. Um, so I was having a conversation at dinner with, uh, some, some friends of ours and, and I told them some facts about a subject that I know quite a bit about. And they said, where did you find this? I said, mm-hmm. I did it through my own research. And mm-hmm. by the way, I researched both sides. Yes. And I researched both sides and came across some facts that correlated one another from both sides. Mm -hmm. And that's the stance I took. Not one way or the other, but with both combined. And I came to a consensus of the facts. You know, what, what parts are lining up here well you know in any in any issue there's never uh either side neither i should say neither side 
is 100% wrong nor 100% right. Exactly. Um, you know, there's always, there's always some fudging going on on both sides. And points of view. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or you could look at, um, who was it that said it a couple of weeks ago? Uh, well, it's like, it's like a punctuation, you know, you can say, let's eat, let's eat grandpa. Or we can say, <laughs> let's eat. Grandpa, yes, you know, a comma makes the difference between murder and dinner. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. So, you, you know, it's, it's, it's really how the, how the information is presented. Now I never take information that's presented to me as 100% fact. No, I always take my own opinion. I look at it askance and <laughs> figure out, you know, is there more to this story? And mm-hmm. that's, kind of what this podcast is about is yeah. looking a little deeper. Um, you know, no agenda. We're similar to no agenda, but we don't do deconstruction. We do no. our own research on any facts that we find and try to try to report it from more of a technology standpoint. So the internet internet's a big place. You can find what you're looking for if you look hard enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah. so don't look at just what absolutely look at the mainstream stuff, but dig a little deeper. Right. Don't just take the clickbait titles and run with it. No, absolutely not. And remember, even if you have the wrong idea, you're going to find people that agree with you. Always know that just because you find people that agree with you doesn't mean you're right. Mm -hmm. So I have to, I always have to look at the opposing view of what I'm thinking so that I can, I can get some boundaries set essentially. Yeah. So dig a little deeper. Now come back around from this rabbit hole. (laughs) Okay. Distractions. Oh, that. Oh yeah. 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 And and this goes back to the distractions. Mm -hmm. Look a little deeper, see what they're doing behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And that's what's really going on. The smaller stories that you see on the alternative news sites, Mm -hmm. you know, just anytime you want, you probably can't Google it, but duck, duck, go it. Yeah. Uh, what stories didn't I hear this week? Mm-hmm. And you can find out a wealth of knowledge of things that happened that you probably don't know even happened. Yeah. Because they're talking about abortion. Yeah. Which I don't just like, you know, I feel for the people in Ukraine that, that have been displaced. Mm-hmm. I mean, that sucks. That yeah. sucks balls. Yeah. But what's that got to do with my everyday life? Not a whole nothing. hell of a lot. Absolutely nothing. Same thing with abortion. What's yeah. that got to do with me? Nothing. Has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. The people who care are people who are left and right centric. Right. You know, they want to go against the enemy. Now, let me tell you this. One of the main goals of Russia and China is to divide us. Absolutely. If we're fighting with each other, we can't fight anybody else. Yep. People need to really look at that. Mm-hmm. But I digress. Anyway, do. that's all I got. For I'm that. just wondering uh, what the next big crisis is going to be. You know, I'm guessing, let's see, it is end of May. Uh, by June 1st. Yeah, I would say by June 1st, there will be another big crisis. Because we have no that's big like distractions. The sun's going to rise tomorrow. Well, there, we <laughs> we have no big distractions right now. I mean, the the shooter in Buffalo, 
that's you know that's really bringing out about bringing out instead of the gun nuts like it usually does it's bringing out the white supremacy and racial uh and free speech uh people you know people that who are against free speech i should say mm-hmm. you know it's, that's what's coming out of that but well when people that's, i don't i think we need something even bigger when people go against that that's control controlling the narrative yeah exactly tell the people what to think Exactly. Get that new speak dictionary. Uh, volume, was it 12 now? I think it's going on 12, yeah. 12, yeah. All right. Uh, I'm sure it's back ordered. You'll probably get 13 before 12 comes out. So, uh, yeah, I'm saying June 1st, we'll have, we'll have some big crisis between now and June 1st that will direct our attention to whatever it is. You know, something that's, that's just catastrophic. We got to deal with it now. Yeah, the direct manufacturer of chaos. Yeah, exactly. Three, two, one. Okay, now that we've gone down those rabbit holes, I got something very important for the human race. Okay, let me have it. Chipotle is testing an AI-driven robot to make its tortilla chips. Whoa, what? Yes. AI? AI. Skynet is born. Ah, making our tortilla chips. (laughs) Nice. So the company that is uh, famous for getting people sick (laughs) 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 from their lettuce, (laughs) giving them E. coli. Take out out the human hands. Yeah, really. Well, I mean, I think that's just runoff crap onto... uh, on on the lettuce from factory sure. farming yeah. but anyway uh chipotle shared its chipotle chipotle uh shitlote yeah. uh <laughs> shared its tortilla chip recipe on tiktok in 2020 okay opening up the opportunity for fans to duplicate the recipe at home now the company is exploring whether it can hand off that duty to a robot named chippy chippy yes that's cool yeah. Not yeah. even a little bit. Even uh, more unimaginative than uh, selling uh, yuppie Mexican fast food. It's like <laughs> it's like yuppie Taco Bell is what it is. Yeah, yeah. So the company announced today its test with Miso Robotics brings its artificial intelligence-driven chippy to its Chipotle Cultivative Center in Irvine, California. Chippy is programmed to replicate Chipotle's exact recipe with corn mesa flour, water, sunflower oil, and lime juice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, so why is this a big deal? Well, this is a big deal because... Tell me. They're going to replace workers with it, which, okay, yeah. fine. If you can't, If you can't pay people to do it, get them... Get a robot to do it. Right. Right. So you won't have teenagers spitting in your, in your food That'll anymore. And uh, you won't have them uh, uh, throwing stuff that they shouldn't throw into the fryer to see what happens. Mm-hmm. All the things that happens in fast food folks. Yes, <laughs> it, it does. Um, so according to the press release, Chippy is the first and only robot that uses artificial artificial intelligence to make tortilla chips that said it's certainly not only robotics technology catching the interest of restaurant operators as they work to automate tasks and alleviate labor 
pressures. Yep. Well, it's like uh, the fast food places are going to ordering kiosks instead of having somebody actually take your order for you. Yeah, McDonald's was really a pioneer in that. You, mm-hmm. um, now, I wonder, does the kiosk say, you want fries with that? <laughs> probably not. But, well, they probably are upselling you, asking for if you oh, like sure. an apple pie. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, they're asking something. <laughs> so, um, yeah, well, all right. It's going this way. We might as well get used to it. Mm-hmm. The difference, is, and it's been done for a while, so this is no big surprise. The part that scares me is AI-driven. Yeah. Being able to make its own decisions. Now, the okay. I mean, I understand what you're saying, and, and I agree if it's actually AI. I'm guessing they're just saying that. So you think so, an algorithm driven? Yeah. It, yeah. It's just, it's got the recipe. It knows exactly what to do or mm-hmm. it doesn't know what to do. It's programmed to do something specific. Yes. Um, why would you need any AI to create tortilla chips? And, and most people don't understand AI anyway, and they will use that, that term when it's not accurate at all. Mm. Well, so uh, Miso's Flippy Wings is used to do Buffalo Wild Wings, and they have SolidWorks working on a child botics to deploy salad-making robot called Sally. <laughs> wow, they are so innovative. Well, in Jamba, Jamba has partnered with autonomous food platform Blended. Good lord. Wow. The, uh, to automate smoothies. Automate smoothies. Aren't they pretty much automated already? Yeah. In fact, you push a button. Cooking robots space is expected to grow over 16% this year through 2028 with an estimated worth of 322 million by 2028. You know, this is why I'm glad I'm, close to the end of my career yes because i don't have to deal with none of this crap well Um, you know this is this is essentially why i got into it to begin with i was about 10 or 11 years old and they were automating the automotive industry mm -hmm. and putting in robots and and different things and all the adults were complaining that there would never be any jobs anymore computers were going to replace everything i thought well shit somebody's got to work on the computers that's right and that started my journey into IT. Mine was Star Wars, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then, well, then I saw War Games. Well, yeah. Would you like to play a game? <laughs> okay. Okay. So, yeah, people don't want to work. I get, Sure. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get a robot to replace them. Mm-hmm. Don't care. Uh, two things that's going to break down. One, uh the true worth of a dollar to a child because we fill these jobs with teenagers. Mm-hmm. They get it so they can buy gas money and cigarettes or well, and, and, cigarettes well, and, vapes yeah. or whatever. And it get, well, it gives them the opportunity to learn how to have a job. And work ethic and yes. how to work with other people and, right. and how, how, to, how to work with customers and things like that. Uh, I did Burger King when I was a kid. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, 
it was uh, valuable for me to learn how to work with other people, mm-hmm. you know, the value of a dollar, mm-hmm. uh, the unfairness of taxes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because getting that first check and yeah. you're like, what the crap, man? Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Um, and, and, you know, there's a lot of life skills that come from working at an early age in your formative years. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be taken away. Mm-hmm. And all these people that are staying at home with their mom and dads, mom, can can you make me a hot pocket? And give me a juice box at four years old. <laughs> you know, it's the the labor force will shrink for automation. It's just going to happen, and then people are going to start screaming for universal basic income. Yes, because the robots took their jobs. Uh huh. So the robots took your jobs because you won't come to work. Yes. So they're, you know, these companies are trying, trying to see. Or you won't do it for a wage that's actually, you know, something comparable to the work you're providing. Exactly. Yeah. It's not rocket science. Yeah. So yeah, you shouldn't be paid a hundred thousand dollars a year to flip burgers. No, it's not. No. Although there are a lot of people with master's degree in lesbian lesbian dance theory that are well, flipping burgers, yeah, but are. anyway, and they probably should be. Or more to the point, a barista. <laughs> 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 but yeah. I digress. Mm-hmm. Um, you know this this is going to become more and more. You know, Elon's already doing it at the Gigafactory. Most mm-hmm. most of the cars made by robots anyway. Yeah. So uh, all of these manual tasks that. People have taken it looked down on the blue collar worker for doing mm-hmm. uh, the white collar people who have educations and, and, and work at restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> well, your jobs are going to go away. So if you get that lesbian dance theory and then Starbucks is like, you know what? We can, we can do this with a robot. Yeah. We can do your job with a robot. Yep. Uh, those jobs go away. So what are you going to do? Well, you're going to sit in your parents' basement. You're going to be useless. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, a person who is sedentary that sits there and does not expand themselves, yeah, they will sit there and get dumb. Yeah. Doesn't matter yeah. what degree you've got, exactly. you will get dumber as you sit there. Yes. Uh, so anyway, um, the robot apocalypse is upon us because if they do have AI, uh-huh. if they become self-aware, they're going to start slinging hot grease everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> or they're going to start adding poison to the the chips and you know just kill everybody off yeah yeah kill the human meat bags yeah so <laughs> anyway and then i got one last one okay and this is a little more local to me but texas cites clarence thomas to defend its social media law oh so florida's law remains blocked and uh now they're in a texas battle in the supreme court supporting Texas in Florida brief that was co-signed by 11 states, Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Iowa, Kentucky, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, and your part of the country, South Carolina. Uh-huh. It states it has strong interest in defending the regulatory authority of sovereign states in this area. Indeed, many states have enacted or are considering laws that resemble Texas and Florida laws that believe that the Fifth Circuit Court is correct when they say the district court's injunction is pending appeal. I don't understand that, but... uh, So the Texas Brief argues the laws banning moderation based on viewpoint 
doesn't violate the First Amendment because it regulates conduct, not speech, specifically platforms, discriminatory discriminatory refusal to provide or discriminatory discriminatory (laughs) reduction. I don't know why I can't say that. Reduction of service to classes of customers based on a viewpoint. So you can only be on our platform basically if you agree with us. Right. The First Amendment generally does not prevent restrictions on conduct, even if those restrictions impose incidental burdens on speech because the hosting rule merely requires platforms to serve customers on a non-discriminatory basis. And it's perfectly a legitimate, legitimate thing for the government to do. Even if the service platforms provide host to another person's speech. Okay. Okay. Um, well, let me say this, uh, uh, Grow up, quit being so damn sensitive. <laughs> and words aren't violent, so quit being no. quit being a pussy. Sticks and stones, people. Sticks and stones. Quit being a pussy. Oh, those words hurt me. Oh, you words know are violence. It's, it's, no it's, silence it's, is violence, right? No. Only yeah. if you're silent about the wrong words. Okay. Uh, look, I mean, they're they're freaking words, man. Yeah, they're they're nothing. They're they're crap on a screen. And again, the only way to combat bad speech is with more speech. I mean, have we have we gotten so isolated into this digital infrastructure that instead of somebody getting punched in the nose, if somebody says something wrong, then people's, uh, you know, need a case of Agisil to recover. (laughs) Well, you know. In your article, it mentions the first uh, the First Amendment a lot. Yeah, uh, the First Amendment doesn't apply. The First Amendment, and I explain this to people a lot, and they just don't realize um, the First Amendment does not apply to social media. Does not apply to anything like that. Does not apply to me talking to you. It applies to the government enforcing uh, compelled language. Essentially, mm-hmm. it. it the First Amendment only applies when it's considered legal or illegal to say or not say something. Mm. It doesn't apply in social media, but discriminatory practices do. Yeah. Yeah, if you silence one voice because you don't agree with it based on some arbitrary rule, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, agreed. But Well, and if you if you silence one voice because you don't agree with it, then you are no longer an area of free and open exchange like a utility as they keep saying they are Mm -hmm. instead you are now a publisher yeah well that's not the problem that i have my problem is with people in general well yeah i have that too (laughs) well i mean to be more specific i just don't like them is is that except except our listeners that people get so butthurt over something somebody else one person yeah will say something and will butt hurt tens of thousands of people. Yeah. Grow up. File a butt hurt report and move on. Straighten your skirt, Nancy. It's going to be okay. <laughs> They're just words on the screen. Yes. It's not real. Pull up your big girl panties. I mean, Ooh, you know, I'm gonna get some hate on that one. If I put online, uh, Dean's a big dummy head and Dean is Dean going to go kill himself over that? No, I'll kill you. 
Well, I mean, but if you did kill yourself, there <laughs> yes. are deeper problems here. Oh, yeah. There are deeper problems. Yeah. So, and if you're that insulated, and, and, and granted, I, I do believe in, in the theory that your biggest problem to you is your biggest problem. Yeah. But go out there and get some more experiences. Leave the house. Yes. Leave the house every once in a while. Quit put getting down, all your put crap. Put down your phone. Put down your phone. Leave the house. Quit getting all your crap delivered to you. Mm-hmm. So you can isolate yourself in the house where you can be as selfish as to have everything your way. Yes. Like a two-year-old. Uh-huh. Leave the house. Mix with the animals. Learn how to live. Learn how to live with other people. Yeah. Quit being such a nerfed up little child. <laughs> yeah. And this is where, you know, what we were just talking about a minute ago with the kiosks at, at McDonald's and, and different things where it's stopping kids from getting jobs where they have to interact with people. Exactly. Um, this is, it's going to perpetuate that even more because there's not going to be the necessity for a kid to go out and interact with people. They'll sit at home and, you know, watch TikTok video chat with people. Um, they do all their dating online, you know, until you actually have to meet somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's just so such a detriment to your psychological development. And that causes a lot of this, uh, you know, depression and uh, the need to be uh, irate and um, offended by everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quit being scared of words. <laughs> you, you actually, you absolutely have the right to be offended by anything I say. I also have the right to not care. Uh-huh. Well, I have the right to offend a lot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, all you soft-headed, nerfed-up kids, grow up and get with the program or else you'll be eating, eaten by the wolves. Oh, and just because you're offended, it doesn't mean you're right. Well, it doesn't mean I care. Oh, that's <laughs> People don't realize you're important to you, mm-hmm. but you're not important to me. No. So, yeah, just uh, go on with yourself. Um, <laughs> you know, I remember in the infancy of the of the internet when we used to be on IRC mm-hmm. and man, the flame wars were oh, brutal. God. Oh man. And I'm sitting on the backside in these flame wars laughing yeah. because I'm like, that was good. Yeah. And then I'd whip one out and, and I was hoping on the other end that they were laughing too. Yeah. Who yeah, knows what they were doing. Yeah. But uh, on the other end, I, I hope they would be laughing and it was just trading just obscene stuff just back and forth. Oh, it got nasty back in the day. And and it was funny. Why? Because I don't take myself so damn seriously. No. No. You know, I'm like, oh, oh, you're saying something bad about me online and I care why. Yeah. It's some kid in his basement. Big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some 12 year old with, with the mind of a a four year old because he hasn't been socialized Uh is saying something nasty to you. And, and by the way, uh, parents out there, don't let your kids grow up to be that asshole, please. Don't raise it. Don't raise a generation of assholes. Actually participate, get off your iPad and participate in your child's life. Yes. A little tip from uh, old Scott over here. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) 
Um, you know, if nothing bad happens to them, you know, what, whatever's the worst thing that's ever happened to you is the worst thing that's ever happened yeah, of to course. you. And what does that scale look like to people? Mm-hmm. Now, I've had some pretty, pretty heavy stuff, man, mm-hmm. which made me resilient. Yes. And I can handle stuff. And when somebody, somebody calls me a poo poo head out in public, I'm like, okay, buddy. Big old dummy head. Yeah. I just go on about my business and I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're fine. I'll go, how dare uh-huh. you? Oh my God. <laughs> how dare you? You so offended me. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Go yeah. clutch your pearls, buddy. And run around. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I always think of the church lady. Remember the church lady? <laughs> yeah. Dana Carvey. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's what the liberals are now. Pearl clutching. Oh God. Little twats. Yeah. Sorry. They're exactly Sorry, what folks. <laughs> they're exactly what they used to accuse the the, the right uh, for the being. right for yeah. being. Yeah. 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 And so so now it's now it's them. I mean, it's totally flip flopped. Well, it's like, you know, it used to their big saying used to be that you can't legislate morality. And that's exactly what they're trying to do these days is legislate morality yeah. or immorality, depending on how you want to look well, at it. I, yeah. I think it's immorality to the, to the extreme or, you know, just, just it is, take, but it's, be, it's being legislated upon us. Just to po- take point two, point zero two of the population mm-hmm. and put them out front and make it a keyword as a point of hate when there's not enough, damn people out there to make it even effective right yeah absolutely <laughs> so that uh white suburban karens can go mm-hmm. out there and yell about how we're we're treating the the trans wrong it's like dude i don't care <laughs> <laughs> so anyway um yeah i don't know the the social media laws, I just want it to be fair. I want it to be a even like the Democrats like to say, an even playing field yeah. for speech. They want to pigeonhole it so badly that that they want to control speech so that nothing gets out there that can potentially hurt their feelings. Oh. Yeah, uh, you brought up Karen's. Um, mm-hmm. There's a, uh, I just heard about this uh, this morning. A, you know, well, Whoopi's, Whoopi Goldberg's first name is Karen. Yeah. Just saying. Well, there's, there's, there's now a website called Karensforhire.com. Uh, we Karen, so you don't have to. <laughs> uh, where is uh, there about us? I got to read this. It's going to take a couple minutes, but I'm going to read it anyway. This isn't about us. This is about you. You are the hero in this tale. You are Harry Potter. We are Dobby coming at the end of Deathly Hallows. You are Captain America. We are the Avengers materializing behind you, facing insurmountable odds in endgames. Karens, assemble. (laughs) Injustice happens all day, every day, on large and small scales. All of you have suffered from some form of injustice in this past year, past month, past week, past day, or just before you came here. No matter how minor or how petty you feel it may be, we have your back. Karens believe that every minor injustice you accept as, it's fine, or it's no big deal, oh, I'll live, or my friends or partner think I'm being petty or overreacting, lead to larger injustices being that much more easily accepted. 
Well, that noise stops now. What? You don't have time for this shit? Get the Karens. You don't want to make <laughs> you don't want to make a scene? Get the Karens. You need to go to the mattresses? Well, mattress firm ain't got nothing on the Karens. <laughs> you don't you don't want to come across as being a Karen? Well, guess who does? We understand the stigma that comes with the term Karen. Of course, some of these Karens could be viewed as lunatics. Do you want us to pour a large soda over the cashier's head because you forgot your $1 bean burrito? That's not going to be it. That's going to be a no from us, dog. I said, I said a splash of soy milk. <laughs> the Karens we employ are described as a cross between John Wick and Dumbledore. We are all colors, all shapes, all types, like a junkyard. With decades <laughs> of experience in their chosen field, a Karen isn't exactly the boogeyman. We are the ones you send to deal with the boogeyman or that manager or boss that just can't seem to do the right thing. How many times do you get, do you have to get taken advantage of before you've had enough? We're willing to abet you are, you're already there or you wouldn't be here. Enough is enough. This needs to stop and we're here to help. Karen's have been changing your way of life for the better, for the better since before you were born. Don't believe us. You want to tell me Alexander Hamilton wasn't a Karen. He was assigned to write only seven essays to Congress. Hamilton chose to embrace this true nature and wrote 51 essays to Congress in defense of what is now our Constitution. That's a Karen if I ever heard of one. Uh, we, I'm we're, a rule follower. <laughs> we are taking the power back in all aspects of people's lives. We believe that you shouldn't have to pay for a lawyer thousands of dollars to correct a small injustice. In most cases, you don't even need a lawyer. But what choice do you have? We believe that gives corporations the upper hand and they exploit it to their own, in their own pockets. The cost of fighting usually outweighs the problem and they calculate that you will just accept it and move on. That is no longer the case. As you join the Karens, our numbers grow. As you grow our legion, so does the influence of the Karens. That means your power grows. The Karens will be the power of the sun in the palm of your hand. That means changes will happen and they will be held accountable. We strive to keep fees fair. If we didn't, we wouldn't be them. We are not. We are not. We are the people. We are the Karens. We are on your left. <laughs> I, now, take, I read, I read I take some it more. this is a parody. I don't think so. I think it's a real thing. Um, they have all kinds of Twitter. They'll do Twitter rebellions, complaint letters, create micro unions. Mediation, credit repair, life coach, super villainy. Oh, life coach. Love yeah. it. Uh, the Joker cannot win. Gotham needs its true hero so I can do those things from the dark night. Mm. But um, yeah, and it's not, I, I don't think they're like some leftist organization or even right. I think they're just, I think they just well, enjoy the doing end, it. It said at the end, we're to your left. So right. anyway. But uh, I don't know. I just when you mentioned Karen's, I, I remembered seeing that this morning. and had to had to put that out there. All right. Ready for the news? Let's do it. All right. I mentioned a splash of soy milk and how people go crazy. Yes. If if you want to see some nut stuff, just. YouTube angry Starbucks uh, customer. Oh my God. And you'll get 
I said just a splash of soy milk. Oh, yeah, yeah. A splash. That's not a splash. I've seen him throw coffees at, at the baristas and and vice versa. I've seen baristas throw coffees at the customers. Well, since we're talking about chunk nuts, I mean Starbucks. Uh, <laughs> Starbucks will pay travel expenses for workers seeking abortion. Oh, how sweet. Starbucks Monday announced it will cover travel expenses for U.S. employees seeking abortions and gender confirmation procedures, but who do not have access within 100 miles of their home. Gender confirmation procedures. Hey, man, I don't write this stuff. I just read it. Oh, good Lord. Sarah Kelly, Starbucks acting executive vice president of Partner Resources, (laughs) (laughs) said in a letter Monday that regardless of where you live and what you believe in, unless you're Unless it's over 100 miles, because uh-huh. we just read that. Yes. Partners enrolled in Starbucks healthcare will now be offered reimbursement for eligible, eligible, eligible travel expenses when accessing abortion or gender affirming procedures. I don't know what that means, the gender affirming procedure, when those services are not available within 100 miles of the partner's home. Okay. Well, that clarifies that. Yes. Kelly also wrote that regardless of what the Supreme Courts end up deciding, we will always ensure our partners have access to quality health care. And when actions impact your access to health care, I love how they say that. How is an abortion health care? I don't know. We will work on our way to make sure you feel supported. The benefit will also be available to dependents of employees in Starbucks healthcare plan, the coffee giant has approximately 240,000 U.S. employees. Mm-hmm. And might I add, this kind of started up with um, Amazon's doing the same thing, and so is Yelp. Mm-hmm. The exact same thing. So, one, I don't care. Yeah. What I do care about is, what is the subtext here? The subtext is no maternity leave. Yep. <laughs> That's right. If you really want to know what this is about, this is about paying for a problem before it becomes a problem. Yep. This, but, is about, this is about giving somebody a week off instead of, you know, three months. Exactly. So this, if you don't see this is for profit mm-hmm. and a chance to virtue signal at the same time, you are blind as you are dumb. Yes. Unless you work for the Boston city government. How's that? We talked, I think we talked about this back in the fall. They had passed a, a law or a resolution or something that said, if you've had an abortion, you can have up to six months paid time off. And the paternity can too. And the father of the unborn child or aborted fetus or whatever you want to call it can also have up to six months off. Vacay, bro. Vacay. I'm telling you. <laughs> I wonder how many guys are out there trying to get girls pregnant. Yeah, knock your wife up. Go ahead and yeah. have an abortion. Get six yeah. months off. Go to the go to the Paid. islands. Paid. Paid. Uh, so yeah. Um, this is look. Companies don't care about you. No, 
They don't care about they you. Care we, about the, no matter what they say, they care about the bottom line. They care about what their investors say. If yes. they're publicly held, that's why you see private companies yeah. not doing this. Right. This is done to keep the investors happy that they are complying with ESG. If you think this isn't about finances, you are dead wrong. Yeah. They don't care about you. So Starbucks, you know, their secret to coffee is they burn their beans. They yeah. actually scorch them. Yeah. They're the same cheap beans you can get anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And then they charge you $3 a cup for it. Yeah. Uh, brilliant business model, mm -hmm. might I add. Oh, yeah. I'm all about business and Hey man, if you if you they've can, made it work. If you can serve people a dirty diaper and they love it, well, Go hey, it. I got more. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'll make some. Yeah. Uh, oh wait. Oh yeah. Wow. Let's not go there. Wow, you went somewhere else. Um. <laughs> anyway. So on that note, uh, yeah, the, this this is all about saving money mm -hmm. and making more money. So mm -hmm. they do two things here. One. They, they make money because it boosts their ESG score. Mm -hmm. So the S&P 500 ESG index goes up for them mm -hmm. because of this announcement. And they get more recommendations that way. Also with Amazon and Yelp. Yes. Same, same thing. That goes up. Number two, they don't have to do maternity and paternity leave. Mm -hmm. That helps the bottom line as well. So there you go. I mean, there's not, it doesn't go any deeper than that. No, it really doesn't. Uh, and they get to feel good about it and make themselves appear to look good. Absolutely. And you'll see everybody, now that they've done this, anybody else who's involved in ESG will have to follow. The precedent has been set. Mm -hmm. So I'll look out at my company and see if they do it too. I'm going to laugh if they do because I know the people at the top. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know the people at the top. I deal with them all day and I know how they personally believe. So, yeah. uh, and, and I know that moves like this are just about money. Yeah, absolutely. They're just about money. Absolutely. And you know, everything that you do in the public eye, if you're a publicly traded company, everything you do in the public eye that boosts, what appears to be your, the perception of your company boosts the bottom line. Mm -hmm. You know, it's when you run a company, it does not matter what your beliefs are. It doesn't. And the people that are running Starbucks right now, mm -hmm. this could fall right in line with their beliefs or it might not. It doesn't matter. They would do this anyway, just for the perception Mm -hmm. Well, here's, here's corporate one-on-one. So you've got the CEO that everybody thinks is, is the fat cat. Mm -hmm. CEO has a boss. It's called the board of directors. Yes. And the board of directors, they have a boss. It's called the investors. Mm -hmm. So if the investors aren't happy and what do the investors care about? The stock price. Yep, That's, that's all, all they, they care, care about. about. That's it. So the board of director answers to the the stakeholders mm -hmm. the ceo answers to the board of directors mm -hmm. and that's how it goes down and that is not the services that you're providing no that is a stock price that's all yes. they're looking at that's they're it. looking at that stock price and whatever can drive that stock price up with a minimal amount of back-end cost mm -hmm. so 
well, you and I have been in IT for a long time. Mm-hmm. We are a cost center. Yes. That's how we're viewed. Now we There's bring no ROI in IT. Yeah. We bring value and we keep things safe, keep it up, keep mm-hmm. it running, make things more efficient. Mm-hmm. But we, to the business units, we are a cost center. Unless we can create machines that will make tortilla chips. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. We'll put ourselves out of business because <laughs> yeah, well. the machines will be made to make the machines. Oh, yeah. Uh, defying the third law Uh-oh. of robotics. But anyway, <laughs> machines should not be able to replicate. No. Uh, anyway. Uh, so what ends up happening? Well, we've seen it over the years and and with different products, especially with food, foods being the biggest one. When you answer to your stockholders, the product that you are producing goes down in quality mm-hmm. because there's a word in corporate America calling called finding efficiencies, which means cutting corners. Yep. Find a way to do it cheaper. Use this cheaper, uh, Flour mm-hmm. uses flour that's that's got fifty uh, percent corn in it and fifty percent flat uh, flour flour mm-hmm. ground up flour filler right. right as they would call it in the burger industry be pink slime <laughs> <laughs> anyways find fillers find stuff to put in there so the cost of meat isn't so much so the cost of um, materials isn't as much and the people that you have go from four people doing four jobs to one pe- person doing four jobs mm-hmm. and bring production up, find more efficiencies. Well, for example, when I was in the corporate world, um, I was director of IT and did my annual reviews and um, all my guys were, were fine, doing fine. Um, every, I was you know, our department was well under budget. Everything was good. Well, after I did my reviews, apparently somebody way above me disagreed with one of my reviews on one of the people that worked for me that he did not know. And huh. yeah, the reviews came back and the score was lower and it ended up being just under the threshold of keeping him on. Interesting. Yeah. So I actually had to fire a guy that I didn't want to fire um, because they wanted to cut the budget. Mm, nice. Yeah. I mean, and they had me do it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, like tow the company line. I had no choice. I had, I had to let him go. Well, in my view, a uh, corporation is not living. So it no. is in, neither good nor is it evil. No. no. It has one purpose. To make money. That's, That's the purpose. That's and it. whether that be for good or for evil depends on the leadership. Mm-hmm. But if the leadership is focusing on quarter to quarter runs. And it depends on who you talk to. True. But if you're depending on quarter to quarter runs, then chances are your, your product, it, the quality of your product is going to slip. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, have you had a Pringles potato chip lately? Uh, no. Ugh. They're kind of <laughs> gross. It's been it's been a while. And the last time I had one, I wasn't all that impressed. Yeah. I remember being a kid and loved those. They, well, they were great back yeah. then. But now they've they put so much crap into them that yeah. 
and and you know stuff that provides anal leakage you know that's always fun rapeseed oil and all kinds of rape pirate seed. booty if, if you want an interesting read look up rapeseed oil yes and it's not fit for human consumption but yet but it's been branded change, as can- canola uh, yeah, you oil. can change the name to canola oil and it's fine yes Oh, wonderful. So anyway, what do you got? Well, uh, last week I talked about the documentary by uh, Dinesh D'Souza and the organization True the Vote called uh, 2000 Mules. Which I did not do my homework that I said I was going to do. You did say say that. I didn't have a chance to watch it. I had company. didn't have a chance. Oh, you had company. I was hosting immigrants. You had a week. Oh, you were doing that. Yeah. Toasting immigrants? Over open fire? No, no, I was hosting, not oh, toasting. Hosting. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a whole different topic then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, the um, I, I as I said last week, I was going to watch it again. Took some notes, um, give you a better viewpoint on what I thought about it. Because I didn't. If think, you watch it, I don't have to. <laughs> well, there's that. Um, I I really wasn't thinking that, but that's okay. You're good, Scott. Um, although, although you, no agenda, you should watch it. No agenda had uh, had mentioned uh, the wife being in every every shot. Well, she's not a bad looker. No, she's not. She's not. Um, yeah. Uh, she, How do you bag her? I don't understand that. Uh, I think he's got. I think he's got some money. Oh, okay. That might have some. But and and he's he is really smart. I mean, he was like eighteen or nineteen years old and started working in the Reagan White House. All right, I'll give so, you that. Uh, I don't know about a sense of humor, though. I haven't really heard him crack a joke. Anyway, or not on purpose, anyway. <clears throat> so, this uh, what it is is a Maybe documentary. He's hung like a horse, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> Family show. Okay. Um, but anyway, it's a documentary uh, discussing the vote in 2020 and what's termed as the big lie that uh, Trump has said repeated many times that the election was stolen from him. And there are a lot of people throughout the country who have thought the same thing, but there's never been any good proof, nothing definitive. Um, As a matter of fact, and I think I said this last week, I was at one of the rallies in DC in November called stop the steal because I thought there were questions that need to be answered. Mm -hmm. I didn't know one way or another, but it looked really suspicious and I was interviewed uh, by a guy on the radio, and he uh, asked me, you know, why I was there, and I told him that. And then he said, but it's been proven there's no widespread voter fraud. The problem is they kept using that word widespread, mm-hmm. and it didn't have to be. It did not have to be widespread. It just need to be targeted. targeted and pinpointed, and, you know, that would take care of it. And that's what essentially happened. According to this documentary, what they did was they monitored, they used geofencing first off. So what they did was they, they found an area in a city like Atlanta, uh, where else did they do? Dallas, Philadelphia, or not Dallas, Atlanta, Phoenix, Philadelphia, Detroit, and Milwaukee. And what they did was uh, put a kind of put a circle around there. And any cell phones that they could track, because in case you didn't know, we've talked about this kind of stuff before, over 300,000 apps 
track your location data at any given time and sell that data. Yes. There are over 300,000 different apps doing that all the time. Your phone is malware. Yeah, it is. It is. It is a tracking device and you are being tracked. Even if you turn everything off, you're being tracked some way, shape or form. Um, <clears throat> what I always thought was funny about this election is remember when they kept saying that it was the most secure election ever? Yeah, I've heard that once or twice. Well, I remember them saying that before things were really ever disputed. You know, it's like proving the negative before there was a negative. You know, or or correcting correcting it before. It's it, called propaganda. Exactly. Um, so, uh, and I knew, I knew one specific case, this girl in Texas, her mother, who also lived in Texas, somehow voted in Michigan under her maiden name. What? Yeah. I know she, uh, she looked at it. She did a lot of research on that and throughout the country and, um, got a lot of evidence and sent that along. I don't know whatever happened to it, but. Um, now I will say in all my years, I've been watching elections since, uh, 84 Mm -hmm. and I've never seen them stop counting in the middle of the night. Now it may have happened once or twice somewhere, but not at the massive scale that it did in 2020. Yeah. And not all relatively around the same time. And when they stopped counting, Trump had a lead of 55% to 45%, and his lead was gaining. And then when I got up the next morning, they were neck and neck, 49% each. And then Biden, the counts kept coming in, kept going Biden, 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 Biden. Um, It just seemed really odd. And then people talked about how the Supreme Court, um, you know, shot down all the, all the, cases against the election fraud how they kept losing in court no none of those things happened the supreme court just refused to hear the cases right which means they just said you know what we don't want to deal with it none of those cases were actually lost so uh and there's been a poll recently that essentially most americans know that they're not sure if there was fraud so what they did was um, there's a company called True the Vote, an organization called True the Vote. They've been around since 2010, and as and they are a bipartisan uh, company or nonpartisan, I guess would be a better way to put it. Company that one of their claims to fame was you know they busted the uh, the fraud in North Carolina against a Republican, mm-hmm. the Ninth Circuit, I think. Um, where the preacher won, but then they found out that somebody was going around door to door and collecting ballots and, you know, they, they ballot harvesting. Yeah. And which is illegal. And, um, you know, they, that's how they got their claim to fame. So their first big score was against Republicans. Well, uh, they started looking at these, all these privately funded drop boxes mm-hmm. and cause they were, and most of them were funded by the Zuck. Good old Zuck. We love him, don't we? Um, Face bag strikes again. That's him. 
Meta face. <laughs> the douchebag himself. So what they did was they took this geofencing, they put it around, say, Atlanta, and they and they purchased uh, geotracking data from one of these 300,000 different agencies that track you at all times. Mm-hmm. And while they didn't get your, your name and address and who you were, they had the location data of your phone. And in Atlanta, uh, they found 242 people that they're calling mules, much like drug mules. Mm-hmm. And those 242 people did um, at least, uh, I have it written here, they visited 10 or more drop boxes and visited five or more nonprofit political organizations. Oh, yeah. NGOs? <clears throat> Something like that. Um, but uh, my, my problem is they didn't tell us in any of the documentary any of those nonprofits. Because? Well, my first thought was because it's both left and right. Because mm-hmm. every election, there's always fraud, period. Mm-hmm. End of story, there always was, there always will be some sort of fraud. Usually, it's not enough to really affect anything. Though there have been times, like Kennedy, uh, like 2020, uh, where, you know, Gore it really could Bush. Have, Gore Bush, you know, it definitely could have had an effect. Well, in Atlanta, they found 242 of these people who went to an average of 24 drop boxes each wow. and visited eight different nonprofits. Essentially, they're going to the nonprofit, picking up ballots, and dropping them off in the drop boxes. And we know this also because we have video. The states were required to have a video camera pointed at every drop box. Uh-oh. Yeah. Now we found that some of them got turned off at certain times. But I watched a video of people putting 10, 15, 20 ballots in a box. Sweet. And based on people who have come forward, they're being paid about $10 a ballot. Good work if you can find it. Yeah, and it's illegal. It's also illegal to accept money for transporting ballots. Now, you can only transport your own or a direct family member. That's it. So, you know, they were looking at, they were. They also wanted to not have any false positives. That's why they looked at 10 or more drop boxes, five or more nonprofits. They also looked at people that were going straight from a nonprofit to a Dropbox and back. Um, instead of, you know, that way they were sure they weren't getting somebody who worked near one and lived near another. These people were going to, multi, like I said, in one night, 24 Dropboxes and eight different nonprofits. And that's not that big a deal. Um, in Phoenix, they found 200 mules. In Milwaukee, they found 100 that were going to an average of 28 drop boxes. In Michigan, there were 500 mules. Some of them went to over 100 drop boxes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then the big one, Philadelphia. In the city of Philadelphia, they found under these circumstances, under these uh, criteria, they found 1,100 mules. Wow. And they went to an average of 50 drop boxes each. Some of them, they watched and tracked their phone going across the bridge to New Jersey and back. 
Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, this is all concrete proof of what was going on. Now, again, how much was Democrat? How much was Republican? They didn't say specifically. They didn't say any of the nonprofits specifically, but they did say twice that they were left-leaning nonprofits. Mm. So could some of them have been Republican also? Yeah, of, of course. Um, but I do believe that if they didn't have the data to show that it was at least a vast majority Democrat, then they wouldn't have done the documentary to begin with. So you're telling me that there's some government corruption out there. <laughs> out of the five states that they did this in, or cities is what they did, it was Atlanta, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Milwaukee, and Detroit. But out of those five states, based on their numbers, and again, all the videos that I saw of people putting uh, ballots in drop boxes, they had at least, I would say somewhere between 10 and 15. Mm-hmm. They calculated a low conservative number of three. If each of these people put three ballots in the drop box, Trump would have won three out of those five states and would be president right now. Hmm. If it would have been five ballots each of, for each of those people. And like I said, they all, the, all the ones I saw dropped way more than five. If it would have been five, Trump would have won all five of those states. Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, there is, there is stuff that needs to be investigated. We knew the mail-in ballot thing was going to be a mistake. Um, it, there's a lot more in that documentary, but I don't have an hour and a half to go through everything that was in it. It's definitely well worth watching. Well, you can drop some nuggets. I'll watch it in the, in the interim. And it, those of you that listen that me uh, think that I'm talking horse shit, because I do that sometimes. <laughs> um, go ahead, watch it yourself. It's worth watching just to see, just to educate yourself. It's like, like we talked about before, look at both sides. Yeah. Do your own investigation. Look at what this has to say. The actual proof that they have and see uh, see what you think afterwards. Mm. So that's all. Uh, that's my report on that. All right. I got a win for us. Do it. We the people. Yes. Ministry of Truth on hold. Yes. Left wing media cries foul. This comes from Liberty Nation News. And I know that this situation is real, regardless mm-hmm. of who put it out. Yeah. Less than a month after its creation, the Disinformation Governance Board, there's that word again, mm-hmm. disinformation. The ministry, the ministry of Truth. Conceived amid an inappropriate relationship between the Department of Homeland Security and establishment media is being paused. Mm-hmm. Conservatives are chalking this up to a temporary victory of having labeled the new body the Ministry of Truth, mm-hmm. a la George Orwell's 1984, <laughs> mm-hmm. one of my favorite books. It's a good one. Supposedly, the guardians of free speech, the left-wing media, have cried foul. <laughs> one famous Washington, D.C. newspaper is none too happy, always proud to remind really? its readers that within its pages, democracy dies in darkness. The paper in question, 
rather than raising a cheer for the survival of free speech, decided to publish some nonsense about mean old right-wingers bullying the women who had been selected to run the board. (laughs) Uh, So democracy dies in darkness. uh, So let's hide all the stuff that we don't want you to see. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, On May 18th, the said newspaper published an opinion piece from one of its columnists, communists, (laughs) <laughs> See, communist columnist. I'm not reading their names, bemoaning the idea that the new DHS project is tragically misunderstood, <laughs> and its head, Nina Jankowskowitz, Jankowskowitz, uh, yeah, the this the left leaning Broadway show tunes broad. Yeah, yeah. Who do I have to F Santa? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Google it. <laughs> She's saying that. Has been subjected to vicious and entirely unwarranted attacks from the right. Well, probably because warranted. she probably because she isn't qualified to even do the damn no, job. No. Lorenz's piece was not marked as an opinion, and that in itself is a problem. Yes. The columnist makes several statements within her article about that are not absolute, but open to dispute and therefore opinion. Um, Nina, I'm not going to try the last yeah. name, has been subject to an unrelenting barrage of harassment and abuse while unchecked. Misrepresentations of her work continue to go viral. Misrepresentations um, of her work. Yeah, what work? All I've ever seen that she's done is is again some like Broadway show tunes about you know, hey Santa, who do I have to f to get rich and famous? Exactly. Unconstitutional power. The writer points out the disinformation board was empowered with no authority to actively police speech in the beginning. Yes. But governments are sneaky. Mm-hmm. Shocking as it may sound and creating an entire entity that has no regulatory power does not mean that the body cannot influence the creation of laws or regulations mm-hmm. that infringe upon constitutional rights. Mm-hmm. What point would the board serve if it were not intended to produce studies, white papers, or other vehicles for recommending certain actions to counter or mitigate the issues it deemed worth of attention? Mm-hmm. Thus, this could still be intr- instrumental in the curbing for ideological reasons of the rights protected by the First Amendment. The entire purpose of the Disinformation Governance Board, according to DHS spokesperson, quoted by the writer, to ensure freedom of speech is protected. That is the total opposite of what they were trying to do. Yes. So. Well, I I heard an interview with uh, the head of DHS where he said that it was the goal of that department was going to be to protect freedom of speech and civil liberties. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so you've got a board that deems what is information and what is, and I'm going to say disinformation for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you think there's not going to be any corruption in this? Mm Mm-hmm. The very fact that an organization with the words disinformation governance Mm -hmm. in its title is supposed to ensure that freedom of speech is protected is a classic verbal irony. Yeah. So. (laughs) How is freedom of, I, I want somebody to explain to me how freedom of speech is protected by silencing anyone. Well, here's a quote from. Uh, Jack Offalwitz. Okay. Of concern is that in June 2016 tweet, of course, we get all of our news from freaking tweets. We talked about that earlier. Uh, Jack Offalwitz <laughs> casually <laughs> like described Republicans in general as disinformers. Uh-huh. So the woman is taxed, tasked with heading the DHS's effort to quantify disinformation has already made up her mind about Republicans spread Mm -hmm. disinformation. Mm -hmm. And immediately then her selection as head of the board of disciples of any notation is a political impartial, like, you know, not impartial. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah. Also in 2016, this master of discuss distinguishing truth from disinformation tweeted that extensively shared other tweets about the now debunked Trump Russia conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. She did not say in any of those tweets what you might expect from a supposed information expert. Well, she's supposed to be some expert in Russia uh, on Russian affairs and. and- she's got some master's degree or something in Russian studies or you know, she's some, I don't know. I think she's a spook. Mm-hmm. She also made her own contributions to the barrage of false claims that uh-huh. Hunter Biden's laptop story was either Russian deception or fabrication of the then candidate Trump's presidential campaign. So the, well, hold on. The laptop has since then been verified in the emails retrieved from its and posted online. So somebody that actually does spread misinformation is going to be in charge of our disinformation governance board. Uh, got it. That would be correct, sir. Uh, got it. So yeah, win for us, right? Look, I, I, uh, I thoroughly I'll, I'll take I'll take uh, ironic, stupid government policies for a thousand, Alex. Yes. <laughs> so, um, you know, they really pushed their limits with COVID, mm-hmm. and they're trying to do it again with this mm-hmm. uh, Ministry of Truth. They're trying to turn us into 1984. Yeah, they want they want to see how much power and control they can they can force upon us, um, and they're going to keep doing it until they get to the point they want. But what they're doing is they're just going to push, 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 push. There's pushback. Okay, we'll back off a little bit, mm-hmm. and then in a little while, again, when the next crises come out, push, 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 push. 
until there's pushback, back off a little, mm. and just keep going, you know, step by step. See how much they can tolerate. Yes. Yes. And then, you know, in a year, we'll see how much more has been pushed upon us. Mm. Well, Dean, that's all I have. I'm done for today, Scott. All right. Well, with that, I <laughs> uh, hope you folks have a great week. And if you want to get in touch with me, it's Scott at techtools.net. That's T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z.net. More to come on our future project. We may be uh, uh, switching some things around now. We're becoming pro. <laughs> uh-huh. As pros to amateurs can get. Or less, less amateurish. <laughs> yeah. 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 Where can they find you at, Dean? I am Dean at techtools.net. T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z.net. Or you can go to our website, techtools.net, and become a producer. You know, send us some ideas, time, talent, treasure, as the daily, uh, as the uh, no agenda people say. But, you know. And the Bible. Yeah, the Bible, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can also donate. donate. Uh, yes. Donate. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Oh, except stay safe, Scott. Stay safe, Dean. <laughs>